right. Hallelujah. Somebody say, God is good. Hallelujah, man. Those are, what, what a blessing. What a blessing to, uh, for Diane and Hewan's testimonies. Hallelujah. Thank you for preparing and sharing you guys. And uh, I want to also honor, uh, Matthew Walker for putting together the, uh, India slideshow. Spectacular. And for our brother Diddy putting together the Philippines, uh, slideshow and video. I would like to affirm that it was pretty decent. Really good, really good. That's my way of saying really good. That's what they used to say back in back in the hood. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. What an amazing God we serve. Woo. Yeah, I was getting ministered to just watching. Just watching and, and listening to the testimonies and the and watching the videos. Man, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I just wanna um uh last year last week we weren't here. A lot of our missions teams were away on their field. So we had um, our brother Mikey uh, lead worship last week. Just want to honor Mikey. There he is. Good job, bro. Good job. And uh, also our brother Danny Kim. He, uh, he gave a message and shared his testimony as well. Good stuff. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And uh, I just want to say a short word for those who stood up to uh, pray for forgiveness for someone. Uh, I just want to encourage you guys. Um, talk to someone af- after the service. You know, if you got to forgive someone, and if it's, especially if it was a really big breakthrough for you, uh, it's good to share with someone, share with the spiritual leader here at our church, and uh, have, get a prayer blessing for the step that you've taken. Um, you know, when we hold on to unforgiveness in our hearts, we... Um, instead of magnifying the love and, and mercy and grace of our God, we magnify that hurt and we end up giving more attention uh, toward that work of the devil rather than uh, the work of God. You know, and we don't want to give uh, uh, more attention to the devil's work than, than, than we, we already give it. You know, we want to give all the honor to God. And when you take the step to forgive, you're really uh, saying, I really believe in your love, your forgiveness, God. I believe that it's true of me, and I thank you that it enables me to forgive others. Um, the good news is when we do that, we are set free. The bad news is somebody else will probably hurt you as you continue to live your life. Jesus said, uh, Peter asked, how many times should I forgive my brother? Seven times? And Jesus said, no, not seven, but 70 times seven. Uh, meaning that you are going to have trouble. You are, you're going to have broken relationships. Things aren't going to always go the way you had hoped or planned. All right? But... Our God is good, and there's forgiveness available from Him and also through Him. Amen. And uh, today we read a passage from John 7, and in it Jesus said, Whoever is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And as the scripture has said, out of his heart or out of his innermost being or out of his belly, on the King James it says, out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, you got a river of living water inside you. You do. You, if you have Christ as your Lord and Savior, 
You have the Spirit of God indwelling you. But the Spirit of God does not want to just indwell you. He wants to empower you. And the, and, and the Scripture says in John 7.39, by the rivers of living water, by this Jesus meant the Holy Spirit. If you don't know what the river of living water is, He is the Holy Spirit. The river that is inside of you is the Holy Spirit. And there are some people that have a river, but it's just, it's just, it's just there. It's more like a, it's more like a, not a stream. It's not even moving. A pond. All right. All right. Yeah. More like a pond. The Bible doesn't say you have a pond of living water. The Bible says you have a river of living water and rivers are meant to flow. Rivers are meant to receive and flow out. Hallelujah. And that is the nature of our the uh, love of God, and that is the nature of God's power. Hallelujah. His power comes in you to set you free, to deliver you, but His power goes out through you to set others free as well. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And so, yeah, we got to see some of this river flowing through ordinary people here in our church. Praise the Lord. So, yeah, the theme of our missions trips was the Father's love. And let me tell you, the Father's love could not wait until the India team touched down in India. Because on the flight, right, you have our brother Danny. I heard he was sharing his testimony to an atheist and got to pray over him. Aaron, Diana, and Brian reached out to a flight attendant by writing out a card full of prophetic words. Then you, had, you heard Diane share about how her and Mina, uh, the way they started praying for that the way they prayed for the flight attendant was they started sharing about mina's uh time in pataya and how god was healing all these people and she told that testimony and that testimony became like a word of prophecy for that flight attendant right the the bible says the bible says this that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the testimony right there's power in the testimony and so when, when Diane and Mina shared this testimony, this, this faith got released in the flight attendant's heart. So she, she said to herself, if God did it for the people in Pattaya, he can do it for me. Hallelujah. And so that's how they ended up starting this conversation. And then Diane and Mina uh, asked the flight attendant if she had any pain. She said she had lower back pain and shoulder pain. They, they pray that she gets healed. The pain is gone. They pray for her leg. Her short leg grows out. Then... See, the two of them, they didn't share this part. They were on a mission, you see. Right after this flight attendant got, got healed, they went to the back of the plane and started talking to all the other flight attendants and telling them about what just happened to the other flight attendant. And they went back there and uh, they prayed for other people. One person had shoulder pain, came 90% better. Another person had neck pain, it gets completely healed. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. And Mina wrote this. Mina said, this is the cool one. This is the Buddhist guy. We pray for a dude who has shoulder pain. It was completely gone. We asked if he knew Jesus. He said he was Buddhist. Uh, so they said something like, Say, the same Jesus who healed your shoulder can also come into your heart, take away your sadness, etc. And uh, do you want to invite Jesus into your heart? So he said, yes. And they started to pray. And they led him through this prayer. And so he repeated this simple prayer. You know, Jesus, come into my heart. Show me your love. Make yourself real to me. And after that, he was just all smiles. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I mean, that's just so amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 
We should start a new airline <laughs> with this concept. Air revival. You take a flight with us and you get healed. Hallelujah. Not only that, when the plane landed, the team stayed on board and they prayed for more flight attendants. So, and so um, they prayed for one worker who had cramps. And as uh, they were praying, Erin got a vision of a baby in her womb. So they asked her if she was trying to have a baby and she actually said yes. So they ended up just praying blessing upon her so that she can get pregnant and have a healthy pregnancy. That's, that's very dear to a person. That's a very dear issue. That's a very close issue to their heart. Of course, that's going to minister to them. And then God pointed that out. He highlighted that so they can be a blessing. And then while they uh, were in India, Erin uh, shared a testimony to me. And she said that they prayed for a lady who had pain in both her legs. I think Diane mentioned this. Uh, she, she had pain there for four years. And so they laid hands on the back of her calves and they kind of prayed in tongues for a little bit. And Aaron said that her hands felt really hot. They asked the translator to ask what the lady was feeling. And then the lady replied by saying she felt like she had a fever in her legs. <laughs> this is the fire of God was there. So she gets up, they test it out, and her legs are dramatically better. But there's still some pain there. So Aaron offers to pray again. They pray for her again. She gets up to test it out, and it's completely healed. Praise the Lord. God is so good. Uh, Aaron shared another part. I'll just read what she wrote. Marcus, Matt, and I got to pray for this elderly gentleman who was helping with the construction of Grace's home new building. He was a Hindu, and this was his first time attending a Christian service and his first time ever asking for prayer. He heard the message and decided to ask for healing for his back because he was experiencing all this pain from all the heavy labor. We laid hands and prayed a simple prayer. And when he got up, we asked him to try to find the pain. He did all sorts of bends and squats and stretches and concluded that he had no pain left. He made sure to, uh, we, they made sure, we made sure to have Pastor John, who was translating, uh, let him know that it is God who healed him because God loves him so much. Pastor John was extremely excited because he knew that this planted a huge seed into that man's life. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord that that man, his, his kingdom come, his will was being done in India. That's awesome, man. That's, that's just so good. I, I'm going to share you, you a little bit about the Philippines, how the river was flowing. The river of living was flowing in the Philippines. Because I was there. All right. One of the first nights we get there, we prayed um, and we gave words of knowledge like Hewan was mentioning. And uh, I guess somebody had mentioned a word of knowledge about eyes, like blurry eyes or something like that. And there was a lady who works for the government. She's an auditor. And she was there kind of visiting the service. And she said the moment the word of knowledge was shared, her blurry eye just opened up. Wow. Just completely healed right on the spot. Right? Um, a day later, uh, we saw a lot of other healings. A day later, uh, we prayed for uh, two, two more people. Actually, this is also, once again, word of knowledge about eyes and two people instantly completely healed uh, during street outreach uh, everyone didn't mention this we did a street outreach she, uh, although she missed it some other times there are times where she got it and she prayed for uh, just you know with love love is unfailing right 
So in love, she prayed for this lady at a flower shop. Uh, we're just doing street outreach. And she prayed for, her, she had wrist pain and back, back pain. Hallelujah. <laughs> and after we prayed, the lady indicated that the pain was completely gone. And that we were out there just giving prophetic words, just ministering to different people on that day. On uh, the Friday that we were there, um, this is funny. Dennis was one of the, um, the team members that came to help minister and translate. He's one of the native team members. Uh, he was kind of praying at the altar, and then he started to spin around, and he fell down on the ground. You know, kind of like what Jen Kim did at the School of XP. <laughs> spin around and kind of fell down. And then later on, he was actually kind of upset. And he, and he comes, up with, uh, comes to me with another person and says, Someone slapped me at the altar. And I was like, that's terrible. Who would slap you at the altar? And then Diddy came over and Diddy's like, no, that's not what happened. I saw it. Nobody touched you, man. Nobody touched you. He's like, no, somebody slapped me. Like he felt, he felt like somebody like slapped him, but it was like a gentle slap. I wasn't, I'm sure it was a gentle slap, but he thought it was so, it was so out of his grid that he thought somebody had physically hit him. Right, but and that's why he kind of spun around and he fell around. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. God touching him with the holy smackdown. Uh, on the Sunday before we left, uh, we first round we gave four words of knowledge. About four or five people raised their hand to indicate they were healed. We had a couple of people share their testimony. Second round, we gave more words of knowledge. Three people came forward. They weren't healed yet, uh, but our team laid hands on those three people, and then two of them got healed. As we prayed. And then uh, we did a um, third round. We just had everybody in the audience pray at the same time for their healing. And then afterwards we asked anyone who, uh, if more people got healed, two more testified. And there was about uh, ten more who raised their hands just from that. Nobody laying hands. Everyone just praying on their own. People got healed again. So, I mean, the Holy Spirit was just kind of teaching us, you know, it's not a method. Right? You got to depend on, on, it's a relationship. You got to depend on Him. And he'll, he's creative. He, he, he's sometimes out of the box about how he brings about that healing, you know. And so um, uh, we saw all these healings. And uh, on that Sunday, fourth round, we had an altar call. And even at the altar call, people were getting healed. Uh, actually, um, I want to share. There was an old man that came up to me during the altar call. And he had a cane in his right hand. And it was kinda, he, was, he had this cane and... Um, his pastor was with him, and his pastor told me that he couldn't walk properly for three months because he had suffered a stroke. So half his body was paralyzed. And uh, so he was dependent on his cane. And so when he came forward, you know, I just prayed for him. We just started to pray for him. And uh, as I'm praying for him, I just feel like the Lord is saying, have him test it out. Right? So I just, I just kind of grabbed his cane, and I said, test it out, test it out. <laughs> And, and yo, yo, hook it up. Show, show, show him what it looked like. Up until this point, we, we okay. He could not do that before. All right, check out, check out his face. Check out his face. He, he's got no teeth. Now, let me tell you why that was a blessing. Why that was a blessing is because uh, all week we saw so many people getting healed. But we know some people get healed 
Like, they don't get that excited. You know, I, had a, I had a right eye, and it's healed. It's completely healed. Yes. And we, just, we were just doubting, like, is this real for real? Like, how come people aren't excited? And so toward the end of the trip, we were, like, praying specifically, Lord, show us some excited people, people that are happy that they got healed. And this guy, you know, he's walking around. He's just, he actually went home. His pastor told me he's, he went home without his cane. He just walked home. So, I mean, I don't think he got completely healed from it. But I believe God's, God really just brought like 80% like strength and, and just healed that paralysis. And I believe God's going to finish that good work. Uh, actually, that same day, there was a lady who had deafness in her right ear. And then while the team shared uh, about pain in the air, she got instantly healed. And then she came forward and she testified. And so I tested it out. I just whispered in her ear, one. She said, one, two, two, four, four, five, five. Yeah, see? I, I skipped a couple numbers just to throw her off. Uh, no, but she, she got every number correct, and, and her ear was completely healed. So man, we, saw, we saw blind eyes getting, getting healed, deaf hearing. Right? Jesus talks about you know, the blind seeing, the deaf hearing, the lame walking. only thing we missed out on was raising the dead. Hallelujah. But we believe that's coming. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's funny. Um, Bill Johnson said that uh, he was in Taiwan the other week. And uh, in Taiwan, people have real faith. They were so hungry. There were just thousands packed in for this conference. And people, the people brought a dead person to the conference. Okay, that's, that tells you how much faith they had. <laughs> Somebody died the morning of the conference, so they just brought that person's dead body to the conference. They prayed for the person to get resurrected. Person didn't get resurrected, but he just thought, you know, like, if we didn't pray, he wouldn't have gotten resurrected. I mean, he would have just remained dead. So, I mean, you know, he, he, he just thought it was a better situation that at least they prayed and he didn't get resurrected. But he just thought he was really impressed by the faith of Taiwanese people. Was it Taiwan? Was it Taiwan or Taipei? Yeah, I knew that. Talk to me. But let me, let me share you. I've been itching to share with you this, this one testimony. Let me share you with you this one testimony. It is gonna, it's gonna blow you away. It's gonna, it's gonna make you laugh and cry. Um, so we were in the bush bush. We were up in the mountains, right? No water, uh, no electricity. I mean, it was, I mean, it was the most primitive conditions I've ever been in. And, um, it's funny, actually, that morning we uh, got awakened at 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah, to that sound. It's that it was like a hundred times louder. It was just the sound of a, of a pig just like yelling for its life. All right, so we're wondering, what is going on? Right? Because it went straight for like an hour and a half. The pig just kept going with little pauses in between. Anyway, they were, they were preparing the lunch. Um, but uh, that was... That was that brought our team together because we suffered through that together. We were like cold and couldn't sleep. And anyway, um, that, that day, later that day, um, one of our Australian team members from Melbourne, we had taken four uh, leaders from a, chur- a church in Melbourne called ECF. And so we took four of them with us. And this guy, Michael King, real young guy, just graduated from college. This woman comes up to him. And tells him that she had a tumor 
that was removed from her left breast. And that she was unable to feed her child on that side. Now, I don't know what it's like to only have to work with one. Okay? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a sister. I don't know. But apparently, it really bothered her. It really bothered her to the point that she wanted prayer for this thing, right? And so she was really tired from only having access to one. So Michael actually felt so uncomfortable, he asked her, can another team member pray for her, right? But she, like, she insists and holds his hand and says, no, I see hope in you. So he's, he's kind of weirded out by this. All right, and this guy has never seen a sick person healed. He's never prayed for healing. He's never seen, he prayed for healing, but he's never seen anyone healed. Right? So he's just a little weird out. And um, so Michael just prays for her fervently. Just, you know, just this hand on her shoulder or something. Just prays for her fervently. And uh, the woman just starts to cry. Just starts to cry. And then Michael senses this uh, prompting from the Holy Spirit to stop and just ask her to check. And so the woman, you know, kind of looks to the side and she checks. And the milk began to flow. Tell me, our God is not, he is amazing, isn't he? That that is amazing. That is amazing, right? So interpreter, the interpreter and Michael, they're standing there in shock. They're like, what just happened? And so Michael's like, no, I got to verify this thing. Interpreter, no, no. So he had the interpreter, who, which, who was a female. The interpreter said, I want to see this firsthand. So the interpreter t- goes aside, and she looks with her eyes. And there it is. Milk's just flowing out. The milk's just flowing out. Right? And this was Michael's first miracle he's ever seen. That, that is... God is good, man. That is so good. Rivers of living water flowing out from Michael so that something else can flow out of that lady. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And you know what? That, that really ministers to her. But now she can take care of her baby. She's not so tired, you know. Man, what an what a amazing testimony. You know, and I think Michael was a little bit embarrassed to share it. But he took me aside and he kind of shared this with me. And I'm like, yo, dude, why don't you share with the whole team, man? It's amazing. And he's like, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I should. Anyway, now the whole church knows. Y'all, y'all know. So praise the Lord for that. So, I mean, we estimated in the Philippines, we, we probably saw over 40 healings during the week. In about five, six days. Praise the Lord for that. Praise the Lord for that. And I, I don't know what the India estimate was, but it seems like y'all saw about close to that, like between 30 and 40 as well. Yeah, you would say hallelujah. All right, praise the Lord for India, all the healing that took place in India. Now, just this past summer, just last year, right? We, we prayed, we did the ministry, we moved in the anointing. All right, we saw maybe like one 
one to four healings. To go from four healings to 40. That, that is the work of God. That is what God is doing. And it, it's not just a reflection of something God did exceptionally. Something that he did as an exception. But he built up our faith to that place where we expect this as the norm. You know, and so as we see this, we're just asking God for more. We're not looking at this as something that only happens twice a year during mission trips. But this is going to overflow into our congregation, onto the streets of Seoul, into our small group ministries, into our Bible studies. Hallelujah. We're going to see more testimonies into Yonsei University with the college ministry. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's in you. Hallelujah. All right, simmer down, simmer down now. All right. Hong there too. All right, Hong there too. Praise the Lord for that. And uh, not only, uh, you know, uh, I want to share another testimony. Uh, our friend Caitlin Callahan from uh, Indiana University, uh, she's a sister that we've been praying for. She uh, found out about our church through our podcast, and she's been listening in, and God's just been really... Uh, renewing her mind regarding uh, God's kingdom and, and healing and all these things. And so uh, she has an autoimmune disease or, you know, where her immune system attacks herself. And she, she just has terrible symptoms. And, but she's been trusting the Lord ever since she po- listened to our podcast for her full healing. So we've been praying for her. And this is what she wrote uh, yesterday. She said, I have to tell you some exciting news. God is so amazing. I have two friends here that are seeking healing with me. And praying for me all the time. And they are wonderful. Last night we got together to pray and I was really sick. My skin was being attacked. And as the three of us prayed for my hand, which was hurting really bad, all of a sudden it got really hot, unlike anything I felt before. And then the three of us watched my skin clear up completely. It was crazy. We were freaking out because we were so excited. Today, I am still feeling a little sick, but I feel so, so, so much better. We will continue to pray for more. Praise God. Thank you for all your time and energy in praying for me. God hears our cries. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's continue. We'll continue to keep Kate in our prayers, you know. It is our dream to see her come to Korea. She, she wants to come to Korea. Uh, she wants to move here for about a year this summer after she graduates. And uh, she'll be actually going on a spring bake mission trip to Philadelphia and to the Kensington section of Philadelphia, which is like a pretty rough neighborhood. And uh, she's been doing outreach there for the last few years. So she's going there, I believe, this week or the following week for her spring break. That's how she's spending her spring break. And uh, man, I believe that she's at like a whole new level of faith. And uh, I believe God's going to show up and just show her some amazing things. Praise the Lord. Inside of us are rivers. Rivers of living water. And the way some people in the church, we approach healing is, we're too heady in our approach toward healing. And we look for procedures, methods. And there are some principles, some some guidelines to remember. But the most important thing is your dependency Upon the Holy Spirit. And your willingness to step out and pray. Even when you don't get a word of knowledge. 
even when the person doesn't look like they're interested in receiving prayer. Just stepping out again and again and again. As you do that, you are positioning yourself where God has to show up. Right? And God does show up as you couldn't step out in that way. But these rivers, brothers and sisters, these rivers need to flow. These rivers need to flow. And it doesn't even matter, even if you're, you're, you're a mess, even, though, even if you're a baby Christian, these rivers need to flow. You know, Peter didn't get Pentecost and get filled with the Spirit at Pentecost and then say to himself, I'm going to wait five years until I come to Christian maturity, character maturity, and then I'm going to preach my first sermon. And then I'm going to start laying hands and praying for the sick. No, he didn't do that. Right? He stepped out that same day. And what, what, I, what I'm here to share with you guys is God wants to flow through you. He wants to unlock the rivers. And that river can go out for physical healing. That river can also go out for inner healing. Now, how many of you guys went to the inner healing seminar last Saturday? I praise the Lord for that. Hallelujah. I'm really glad you guys got to go. Those are teachings that, that are foundational for you to really minister effectively and powerfully and precisely. But yeah, the river can go out and bring inner healing. That river can go out and bring deliverance. You know, in the Philippines, on the Friday night we were there, there was that young man who kind of fell forward in the video. Right? That young man, he started to manifest demonically. And there was all these heart issues he had not dealt with. And there was all these demons keeping him under bondage. And the Holy Spirit began to drive it out. Expose it so that he can be set free and delivered. Hallelujah. Rivers. Rivers of living water. Turn to your neighbor. Tell him, let the river flow. You need to let the river flow. Come on. And later today, we're going to see, uh, we're going to screen the film Furious Love. How many of you are excited about that? Man, I kept watching like little bits and pieces here and there. Man, the film is, is just so much, uh, I think it's going to be even more powerful than Finger of God. But Finger of God, where the Finger of God brought a grid for miracles and signs. I think this film is going to bring a grid for God's love. That God's love needs to go out. And it does go out. And it shows you testimonies of where God's love goes out. And let me just tell you something. God's love just doesn't go out to the places that are clean and well-made and where he's just welcomed. God's love goes out into the darkness. You know, Stacey Campbell once shared a story. She was at the supermarket or Home Plus. I forget. Uh, not Home Plus. Um, Home Depot. I'm sorry. I've been in Korea too long. Home Depot or Costco or one of those stores. And... Uh, her daughter was with her, and they just bought a flashlight. So her daughter was so excited about buying the flashlight, right? And so as they're checking out, she tears it apart, right, and starts getting out the batteries and trying to put the batteries in the flashlight. And she goes and she looks to, up to her mom, Stacy Campbell, and says, Mom, hurry up. We've got to go find some darkness so that I could try this flashlight. And in that moment, Stacy said she had a revelation. A light. <laughs> light belongs in darkness. 
light truly shines. You can tell how bright God's light and love and power really are is when you go to the dark places. When you go to the dark places. So yeah, uh, in the film Furious Love, they uh, feature uh, testimonies of uh, Jason Westerfield. He's at a witches convention in Salem, Massachusetts. And he's just going up to people that are practicing occultism and, and witchcraft and just, and just praying for healing, praying and trying to prophesy over them. It's amazing. You've got to check out what happens. Uh, you got this uh, pastor, young pastor in Indonesia. I didn't even know he existed. He's going out there. He's just preaching to just crowds of thousands, Muslims. And, you know, Indonesia is one of the largest Muslim nations in the world, if not the largest. It is the largest. Thank you very much. And he goes out there and he preaches to these thousands and they show these clips. Watch the clips later on. They, uh, they open up the altar for people to come forward and receive Jesus and people just run up and they fall on their face. And just people just rush the altar because they want to get saved. In the number one Muslim nation in the world. Hallelujah. Rivers, brothers and sisters. Rivers are flowing out of God's people. Whether you're a member at our church, a leader at our church, or whether you're just a newcomer, rivers can flow out of you. Now, it's very important that you drink, though, and stay thirsty. Because Jesus said, he starts it off by saying, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. If you don't take a drink, you're not going to have anything to flow out. So it's very important that you meet with Jesus. You gotta come to Jesus. He said, come to me and drink. And he wasn't talking about that space and time that he was in right at that moment. He was speaking forth a prophetic word for everyone who will read that in the scriptures. And he speaks it out and says, anyone's thirsty, let him come to me and drink. It is in that place, that quiet, secret place. And for some people, you know, like at our church, our quiet times are not quiet. And that's okay. Hallelujah. Maybe we need to change that soon. Like, you know, stop calling it quiet time. Quality time. Or just your loud time. No, I don't, I don't know. But uh, it is in that secret place with the Lord that you take drinks. It is in the worship service here corporately. There, there's other drinks that you drink in. And as you drink in, you drink in the life that God pours into you by His Spirit. That river starts to rage within you. And the river's raging. The film's called Furious Love. That's because God's love is not just like, oh, God loves you, you know. Uh, God's love goes in. God goes, God's love is furious. It rages like a storm. Rages ferociously. Furiously. Hallelujah. And you know what? God's love rages for you. And as you meet Him, and you get filled with Him, it begins to rage for the lost and dark world around you. I don't know about you, but I want to be a river of living water. And I want to keep that river flowing. I don't want to just flow it because I want to go on, I'm on a mission trip. It needs to flow at all times. Look for those divine appointments. Whether you go out evangelism, 
through evangelism or whether you are at your workplace or with your family members. Look for those divine appointments where that river can be untapped and flow. As Jesus said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came that they may have life. Once again, the Bible says, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh is of no avail. It is the spirit who gives life. Brothers and sisters, as we're filled with the spirit, let us bring life to all the dark and dead places around us. And, and that's it. That's just my message today. Praise the Lord. Why are y'all so excited? All right, that's it. I'm going 30 more minutes right now. Right, let me just close with this. It's an excerpt. That's why I faked y'all out. Check this out. Many believe that God's power exists only to help us overcome sin. This understanding stops very short of the Father's intent for us to become witnesses. Doesn't it seem strange that our whole Christian life should be focused on overcoming something that has already been defeated? Sin and its nature have been yanked out by the roots. Many constantly call out to God for more power to live in victory. What, what more can He do for us? If His death wasn't enough, what else is there? That battle has already been fought and won. Is it possible that the process of constantly bringing up issues dealt with by the blood is what has actually given life to those issues? Many in the church are camped on the wrong side of the cross. The Apostle Paul spoke to this issue when he said, Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. The word reckon points to our need to change our minds. I don't need power to overcome something if I'm dead to it. But I do need power for boldness, for the miraculous, and for the impossible. Part of our problem is this. We are accustomed only to do things for God that are not impossible. If God doesn't show up and help us, we can still succeed. There must be an aspect of the Christian life that is impossible without divine intervention. That's why we keep on stepping out. That's why we keep on praying for the sick. That's why we expect God to show up with His power. Oh, that's my part, sorry. <laughs> that keeps us on the edge and it puts us in contact with our true calling. Make mo no mistake, character is a supreme issue with God. But His approach is much different than ours. His righteousness and character is not built into us by our own efforts. It is developed when we quit striving and learn to abandon ourselves completely to do His will. When we go out and let that river flow to a dark, broken world, that's when we see ourselves transformed as we are about the Father's will, as we do His work. We will be transformed, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And I just want to uh, encourage you guys. Uh, we have a few copies of this book. It's called When Heaven Invades Earth. It's by Bill Johnson. 
it's a book that God's really highlighting at this hour. And it's something I should have read a couple of years ago, but I didn't. But I'm reading it now. And man, it is as good as everybody raved about. It is just an amazing, paradigm-shifting book. And I'm just so thankful to Bill Johnson for, for writing it down. And uh, I just want to encourage you guys um, to get a copy of this book. We only have a few copies in the back, but oh, if you, if you sell out today, we'll, we'll order more. But man, I mean, I believe Bill Johnson is God's, one of God's agents. I don't think he's the only one. One of God's agents to bring about a restoration right now in the church. To restore those things that have been lost. To restore our inheritance. To restore what the kingdom really looks like when it advances. And so, uh, praise the Lord. May your rivers flow. May you drink deep and let your rivers flow. Let's pray. Lord Father, we just thank you so much. That God... That you love to quench our thirst. You love to fill the hungry. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. For they will be filled. God, we just thank you so much, Lord. And we recognize that, God, you are a supernatural God. And so, God, we want to be a supernatural people. We don't want to just do things for you that are simply only in the natural we want to do some of those things with those things that we need to do. But Lord, we also want to be about the Father's will. And we see that through the life of Jesus, the Father's will included. Healing all those who are oppressed to the devil. Bringing, making the blind see, the deaf hear, and the lame to walk. Raising the dead. And seeing you show up in miraculous power and love. So God, we position ourselves anew today to be a people. To be a people that drink deep and a people that are willing and wanting to have that river of living water flow through us, out of us, and into this dark and fallen world. May your kingdom come, God. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, your will be done in North Korea. Just like it's in heaven. There is no oppression in heaven. So God, we refuse, we reject the status quo of what's going on in North Korea. And we pray for the day. And we pray you will quicken the day. When you will open up the doors of that nation, God. And that your people will go in with rivers of living water. Bringing healing, hope, life. To all those who have been oppressed for decades. We just thank you. We praise you for all the testimonies, Lord. We pray more, Lord. We want more. The hunger we have for you only grows bigger when we are fed. So, Lord, feed us more. And may we hunger for you more. We want more of you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen.